Ezekiel chapter 14. Ezekiel chapter 14. I read from verse 1 to 11. Then came certain of the elders of Israel unto me and sat before me. The word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their hearts and put the stumbling block of their iniquity before their face. Should I be inquired of at all by them? Therefore, speak unto them and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Every man of the house of Israel that setteth up his idols in his heart and putteth the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face and cometh to the prophet, I, the Lord, will answer him that cometh according to the multitude of his idols. But I may take the house of Israel in their own heart because they are all estranged from me through their idols. Therefore say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, Repent and turn yourselves from your idols, and turn away your faces from all your abominations. For every one of the house of Israel, of the stranger that sojourned in Israel, which separated himself from me, and set up his idols in his heart, and put up the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face, and called to a prophet to inquire of him concerning me, I, the Lord, will answer him by myself, and I will set my face against that man, and make him a sign and a proverb, and I will cut him off from the midst of my people, and he shall know that I am the Lord. And if the prophet be deceived, when he has spoken of him, I, the Lord, have deceived that prophet. And I will stretch out my hand upon him, and I will destroy him from the midst of my people Israel. And they shall bear the punishment of their iniquity. The punishment of the prophet shall be even as the punishment of him that seeketh unto him, that the house of Israel may go no more astray from me, neither to be polluted any more with all their transgressions, but that they may be my people, and I may be their God, saith the Lord God. Amen and amen. The Lord bless the reading of his word this morning in Jesus' name. God was giving his counsel and his pattern, his principle, to prophet Ezekiel. And the summary of what I just read is that certain elders of Israel came to prophet Ezekiel to inquire of the Lord. You know, in the Old Testament, I have always said it was a different dispensation. And you need to learn that there are different dispensations with God. Amen? We have talked on that in this church before. And that in every dispensation,
dispensation, the requirement of God is different. And that is why we need to study to show ourselves approved unto God so that you will not be a workman that needed to be ashamed. You will be able to rightly divide the word of truth. Because when you don't study the Bible, you'll be doing what we call cut and join. Cut and join. No, those kind of tailors that used to carry the machine on their head and go around. We call them durable, quick, quick, sharp, sharp. They just cut the material, join it for you. And by the time you wear it from here to there, it has stopped. Some people are doing that with scriptures. And the Bible calls it resting the scriptures. W-R-E-S-T, resting. In the book of Third Peter, the Bible said that, Second Peter chapter 3, sorry. The Bible said that some people were resting the scriptures because there were some things that Apostle Paul wrote that they did not understand. And instead of them to seek counsel to get understanding of the mind of God, they decided to be resting the scripture. That means twisting the scripture upside down to suit what they want to do. For example, somebody will say the gift of a man make it room for him. And the interpretation they give to that scripture is that the bribe of a man make it room for him. Is that what the Bible is saying? Right from the beginning of the Old Testament to the New, God spoke against bribery. So how can the same God now say that you should go and give bribe and that bribe should be your gift? What he's saying is that your gift, whether it's motivational gift, ministry gift, or spiritual gift, the talent inside you will make room for you and bring you before kings. Not your bribe. Pride is an abomination to God. And God said we should not do it. So when you hear people preach like that, and they give you what is called nuggets, you know, in literature we call it rhymes, assonances, you know. They say, for you to have a father, you need a father. Something like that. Huh? Father gives you a father. And you're happy, you're shouting, yes, yes. That thing is called motivational speaking, and you can learn it. If you want to learn it, I can show you where they are doing it. You go and learn it. So that you'll be speaking words that are rhyming and have no meaning. And you are saying nothing. And people are shouting, yes, speak to it. Because you are hearing further, mother, mother. Yeah. <laughs> it's called gimmicks, games, playing games. And a lot of pastors are playing games in ministry. And people are following them, but they're not telling the people anything more. And their lives are empty. <laughs> Nobody can tell me to that in Jesus' name. Because somebody told me, see, that thing is good. Since you are doing it, people will be happy. They'll be excited. They'll just be shouting when you are talking. I said, God forbid. You have to give life to the people. Amen? Give the word of life. The word from heaven that will change lives and destiny, that will transform the lives, that will recreate human beings. That is what God is looking for. So these people, they are elders of Israel, they came to prophet Ezekiel. Because in the Old Testament, 
only the prophet, the priest, and the king were allowed to receive from God. The Holy Spirit will come upon them, but he will not indwell them, he will stay on them, cover them, and then speak to them, use them, and go back to heaven. But you know when Jesus died, the curtain in the supporting the holy of holies was torn from top to bottom. Hallelujah. And that means that the Holy Spirit moved out from the holy of holies. And that's why in the book of Joel, the prophet Joel said that in the last days, God said he will pour out his spirit from all flesh. He said, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall do dreams. And upon my handmaidens, and upon my young people, I will pour out of my spirit in the last days, and they shall prophesy. Hallelujah. And when Apostle Peter picked up in the book of Acts, chapter 2, he began to tell the people on the day of Pentecost that this is the fulfillment of the prophecy of Joel. It came to pass. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So right now, in this dispensation, listen to me, beloved, in this dispensation, Jesus has already come. The Holy Spirit has already come. He did not come on a visit. He came and he has endured human beings like me and you. And he's not going back until the rapture. Amen. He'll go back with us at the rapture of the saints. That's why the Bible said that he who let it now shall let until he's taken out of the way. Then shall that man of sin be revealed. The Antichrist will be revealed. If the Holy Spirit does not leave the earth, he cannot fully manifest. He is being restrained in hell until that time. Amen? And that is why the great tribulation can never come before the rapture. Because some people are confused right now. They say, are we already in tribulation? What is happening? Because there's terrorism, there's ISIS, there's this, there's that. They say it's tribulation. This is not tribulation yet. Amen? But I want to tell you that it's not far. I say it's not far. Because the rule of God right now is called the end time harvest. The end time harvest that will take place before the sound of the trumpet. We are in the pre-tribulation seasons. Amen and amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. And so right now, Romans 8.14 says what? Please put it on the reward. Can we say it together? Romans chapter 8 verse 14. Can we say it again please? Okay, praise the Lord. This is where we are now. So we don't go to prophets to inquire of the Lord like in the Old Testament. Because many of us like running after prophets. 
and you are looking for somebody to locate you. Say, that man used to locate people. <laughs> you know, somebody told me, say, I met one man of God now. The man is heavy. I said, what is happening? He said, locate people. I said, I'm just there. You just locate you. Say, you, this, Holy Spirit, locate you. I said, uh-huh. And after I locate you, yeah. He said, oh, man, it's good. Let him be locating us. So you're just looking for somebody. So you come to church and you say, locate me, locate me. That is your prayer. As many as are led by the Holy Spirit of God, they are what? The sons of God. Your prayer mercy is to be led by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Not for a man to locate you. I'm coming to break some of your ideologies. He said, if they come like this, and they set up their idols in their hearts, you know, when somebody wants to pray, he said, I want to know the will of God. Go show me your will. Amen? But you have your idol in your heart. You know what an idol is? No. Idolatry means what? Taking something else and putting it in the place of God. That person you love more than Jesus. That person that can make you to disobey God. Disobey the word of God. That thing that you are trading off. That is more important to you than the Bible. Than serving God. Than obeying God. That is your idol. So it can be a person. It can be a thing. For some people, money is their idol. For some people, it's human beings. For some people, it's name, status. For some people, it's what? Fame. They want to be known. That's their idol. And that's why they are ready to do anything, anything to get it. Anything they ask you to do, just do it. <laughs> he said, what will happen? Verse 3, look at verse 3. Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their heart, and they put the stumbling block of their iniquity before their face. Should I be inquired of at all by them? Listen, if God did not tolerate this one in the Old Testament, then we cannot tolerate it now. Amen? Because do, how many of us know that the standards of this time, our dispensation is higher? In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said that in the state that except your righteousness exceed that of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you will no wise enter into heaven. He said in the Old Testament it was said, that shall not kill. Is that not so? But now I am saying to you, that when you are angry with your brother for no reason, you are already in danger of hellfire. When you say to somebody, thou fool, you are in danger of hellfire. When you say, raka, you are in danger of judgment. But in the Old Testament, you had to kill somebody. And you had to have two witnesses that saw you, caught you red-handed. So the demand of the new is greater and higher because to you much is given much is required 
These people do not have the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. That is why in the New Testament, you cannot marry two husbands. You cannot marry two wives. Hello? Somebody told me, what of Abraham? What of David? I said, what of Solomon? You should ask Solomon to it. You are not serious. It's called resting the scriptures. And it's Lucifer that teaches man to do that. So when your mind is thinking like that, you that you are under invasion from Lucifer. And start crying, start repenting. Go for deliverance. Go and sort yourself out. Lock yourself up. Go on fasting and prayer until the demon come out of you. You think you are the one taking the thought. You are not the one. Somebody has entered into you. You know when Jesus was talking to Peter, he said Peter was telling him some things that looked very nice. What did he say? He said, get get behind me, Satan. He was not talking to Peter, he was talking to Satan who had entered into the apostle. There is no immunity. Don't be deceived. There is no championship about this thing. It's not about how long you have been a Christian or the date when you gave your life to Christ. It doesn't have anything to do with that. It has to do with your seriousness and your consecration to the Lord. So, the great apostle Peter, Satan was inside him talking to Jesus, and he said, Don't be behind me, Satan. You serious not the things that be of God, but the things that be of man, the things of the flesh. Because the flesh profit nothing. When all that preoccupies you, the only thing you worry about are the things of this world, the things of the flesh. You are really in trouble. You need to be addressed. So these people, they put the idol in their heart, just like we are doing today. And they came to the prophet, and he said, should I be inquired of at all by them? Hallelujah. Look at verse 7. Verse 7. In fact, in verse 4, let's read verse 4. He said, Therefore, speak unto them and say unto me, say unto them, Thus said the Lord God, Every man of the house of Israel that setteth up his idols in his heart and put the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face and come unto the prophet, what you do? What will happen? He said, I, the Lord, will answer him that cometh according to the multitude of his idols. Hallelujah. You know, these people were not loyal to God and his word at all. And they spawned the will of God they desired an ungodly way of life. That is what it means. But for God refused to guide them by answering their prayers. In the same way today, we are looking for guidance from God. We want God to help you. We want God to do this and that for you. That's good. But you will not find any help from Him. If your heart, listen to me, 
if your heart is filled with ungodly desires for the sinful things of the world. Are you together? Amen and amen. Verse 7, look at verse 7. Because God's counsel is that we should repent and turn away from our idols. Our idols. Verse 7. He said, For every man of the house of Israel, or the stranger that sojourneth in Israel, which separated himself from me, and set up his idols in his heart, putting the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face, coming to a prophet to inquire of him concerning me, I, the Lord, will answer him by myself. So when people forsake God and pursue sinful and immoral lives, and they continue to come to church, you see, they continue to seek for religious comfort and assurance and guidance from him, they are making God their enemy. What did I say? That person is making God his enemy. Look at verse 8. He said, And I will set my face against that man. Is this in your Bible? Hello? And I will make him a sign and a proverb. Oh God, have mercy. I will cut him off from the midst of my people. And you shall know that I am the Lord. God told me, say, the time has come that men will no longer joke with me. They will no longer take me for granted. They will, no longer, they will know that I am God. Because a lot of people have taken God's word for granted. God said, you will judge and punish such people. I am telling you what God told me. The people should either repent and forsake their sinful ways or leave the fellowship, go away from church. Are you hearing me? It's better for you to stay away from God. Just go back fully to the world and belong to Satan fully and wait for hell. But when you are one leg in the church, one leg, Satan, the things that unbelievers are doing, you are still doing it. They are drinking, you are drinking. They are smoking, you are smoking. They are going to Papala, you are going. You are chasing women like them. I am telling you, don't come to this church. Because you are going to create problems for me. Because God will really kill you. And it will be my head. They will not say I'm your pastor. I should come and bury you. No way. I will pray you out. If you are not ready to repent, please repent. I say repent. That's the message. Don't think that God is a God that you can play away with. I want us to read some scriptures. Let's go to Ezekiel 
chapter 7. Father, have helped me this morning. Ezekiel chapter 7 and verse 19. He said, They shall cast their silver in the streets, and their gold shall be removed. Their silver and their gold shall not be able to deliver them in the day of the wrath of the Lord. They shall not satisfy their souls, neither feed their bowels, because it is the stumbling block of their iniquity. In fact, in this scripture, somewhere in this scripture, God was saying, even if Daniel and Noah and Job stand to pray for those people, they will only deliver their own soul. Amen and amen. So it's a very hard work from the Lord today. He is not happy at all. And when God begins to talk like this, you know there's something he's pointing at. So we need to adjust ourselves. Hallelujah. We cannot mingle God with nonsense. We cannot mingle him with pollution. We cannot be in this church and do drugs. Hello? It's not allowed. I say it's not allowed. It's not allowed. You cannot be in this church and sleep around. You cannot be in this church and divorce your wife and marry another. You have to leave us alone. It's not allowed. So you better understand now where we are going to. I am not the pastor of such people. Hallelujah. I am heaven bound. I am the pastor of those that want to go to heaven. And if you are going to go to heaven, join my chariot. We go together. Amen. We are not of those that are called unto perdition. We are not. We are not doing that. And I am not doing any compromise with anybody. Look at what happened in 2 Kings chapter 3. When you read 2 Kings chapter 3, you will see that the three kings, the king of Israel, the king of Judah, the king of Adam, they joined together to go and fight the Moabites. Hallelujah. We read from the slide, when you get to verse 10, you will see. Let's see verse 10. The king of Israel said, see, it was the king of Israel that invited the king of Judah and the king of Edom to come and help him. To go and fight Moab because you know the Moabites were under Ahab. And then when Ahab died, the king of Moab rebelled against his son Jehoram. And he felt he was not strong enough to fight the Moabites alone. So he came and called Jehoshaphat. He went and called the king of Edom. So we are brothers, come and help me. Then who is the contractor of Satan to hand them over? Amen. <laughs> because he has not yet repented from all his witchcraft and idolatry. And Jehoshaphat foolishly went with him. And in verse 10, he announced, he said, the, the king of Israel said, Alas, the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Noah. You see, that's how agents behave. They will prophesy to you that you know now is the end of the elder has called, we are about to die now. So prepare. <laughs> prepare to die. 
The Jehoshaphat, thank God for Jehoshaphat, realizing where he was. Literally, that prophecy was said. He said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord that we may inquire of the Lord by him? And one of the king of Israel's servants answered and said, Here is Elisha, the son of Shaphat, which poured water on the hands of Elijah. And Jehoshaphat said, The word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Israel went down to see Elisha. Now I want you to notice what Elisha said. Verse 13. Look at what Elisha told them. Elisha said unto the king of Israel, What am I to do with thee? Get thee to the presence of thy father and to the presence of thy mother. Why do you come to me? Go to the presence of your father and your mother. Why? Why are you coming to me? And the king of Israel said unto him, No, it is because the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. And Elisha said, Verse 14, As the Lord of hosts liveth before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, Hello? If not that I regard and respect, if not for the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I will not look toward thee, nor see thee. Idolatry is so, uh, makes God so angry because it is something that changes the nature of a man. Look at the book of Psalms 106. Psalm 106. Look at verse 19 and 20. The effect of idolatry. That because it's spiritual adultery. That means you remove God from his seat in your heart. And you put somebody else. When you go to native doctor, you go to collect charm. You go to this, go to that. You say, uh-uh, gotta get Jiani. I banakash mutumbane. If I catch you, I will suspend you from this church. Because you are an agent of Satan. You are still doing something, another thing. You have one thing you used to do, set up. To do something. You know how to mix something and something in this church. If you don't repent, God will kill you. I'm just warning people. Don't try it. Don't try it. I said, don't try it. Psalm 106, 19 said, They made a calf in Horeb, and they worship the mountain image. Verse 20. Thus, they changed their glory into the similitude of an ox that eateth grass. Is it in your Bible? Hallelujah. When they made an ox image and they started worshiping and they said, These are your gods, O Israel. The Bible said, As a result of that, thus, therefore, they changed their glory. There was a spiritual exchange. 
in the spirit, all of them turned to spiritual oxen. They were all looking like oxen. Oh, I said, no, no wonder. Sometimes you are praying for some people, you see them looking like fish. You see them looking like snake. But they are children of God, born again. Some are looking like dog. And physically, they behave like dog. Going from one social partner to another. Promiscuity. And when you see a young person doing that, you know, in those days, they say, eh, the man need to marry. He needs to marry for. It's not marriage you need. What you need is deliverance. The demon of lust and promiscuity need to be cut out from you. Hello? Because even if you marry for that person, he will never stay with that wife. That one wife will never do for him. He must find another one. And you do an error. You go and carry an innocent child. Put in the hand of the man. Say you should marry. And after you marry them, marry them in, marry them out. And you know that you have created confusion. This morning, cry out to God, say, Lord, have mercy on me. Whatever is troubling you, that thing that's tempting you, tempting you, pushing you all the time, is not allowing you to rest. There is no excuse for it. Did you know what I said? Because God said, He will make them His enemies. The church must rise up for righteousness and holiness. Without righteousness, without holiness, no man will see God. The Bible said, Blessed are the pure in heart. The pure in heart, for they shall see God. Only the pure in heart shall see Him. We have done enough compromise. The Lord rebuked me so hardly of compromise, and I wept like a baby. And it's over. I said that season is over. We have tried to tolerate and accommodate all kinds of things, all sorts of indiscipline, people walking disorderly, living their life the way they like. I said it's over. First Corinthians chapter five. First Corinthians chapter five, verse five. What did God say that we should do to people who are children of God and who are not ready to live by the precepts of the Bible? He said to deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of their flesh so that the spirits may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. We gather together, we pray, we deliver the person to Satan. We say, Satan, take this man and torment his body. Amen? So that his spirit can be saved. See, we have not done that before. We are going to try it very soon. Hallelujah. You are laughing. I'm not laughing. It's very serious. You take them out of fellowship and return them to Satan. Is it not the person they have always liked? And they've always wanted to serve. Just send them to him. 
let him handle, handle them. Since we cannot pastor you, let Satan pastor you for a while. And see how it is. Amen? Then that person will have destructive influences of evil. The demons will visit the person and fellowship with him. And his body will be tormented. The reason is so that the offender, when he experiences problems and physical suffering, he will repent. Don't you know that suffering can make somebody to repent? Look at the story of the prodigal son in Luke 15. When he said he was rebelling against his father, the father released him, did not with him. It's okay, that's what you want. Say yes, share your things, give me my own, I want to go. And he gave him, he went. The Bible said very soon, his money finished. You can read it from Luke 15, from 11 to 24. After he finished his money, he now became a servant for some people. What happened? He was sharing the food of the pigs. He did not give him food. When your father is living in a palace, you say you don't like palace. God has called you, wash you, cleanse you. Say, come into my banquet and stay with me in love. You say, no. You are always going outside, picking that thing, picking that thing. Then you go there and stay for some time. Go for all the days. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah to Jesus. I'm telling you what the Lord told me. He said the person will ultimately be saved. He said you have been too soft. After a small time you cry. I cry for them. Cry every day. They cry. I will cry no more. You are the one that is going to cry if you commit sin now. Amen? The church will be purged. The reason is that the church will be purged from the old level. Look at where we are reading. Verse 7 says, Purge out therefore the old level. I'm telling you scriptures. That you may be a new love as you are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed already. Verse 9, he said, I wrote unto you in an epistle, not to company with fornicators. Is it in your Bible? If I'm telling you something strange, don't tell me. See, we are not all together with the fornicators of this world. We are not talking about the unbelievers. We are not talking about the fornicators of the world. We are talking of fornicators inside church. He said, all the covetous. The extortioner, people that give for one nine. Greed, greedy people, stealing somebody's money. Eh? He said, I don't let us. Somebody is doing a dollar tree. So if you want to handle the one in the world, you have to go out. He's talking about what? Verse 11 said, Now I am writing, written unto you, not to keep company. If any man that is called a brother, hello, any man that is called what? A brother, a sister. You know when we say brother, it also includes sister. Mm-hmm. If that person is called a brother, you will be a fornicator, or covetous, or an idolater, or a ruler. A ruler is a quarreler, somebody that quarrels. Quarrel, 
hide in the marketplace. Hide on the street. That person is your brother. Every time you do Babati business, going to police station, fighting with people, dragging case, we are going to suspend that person. Are you hearing me? You say, if that person is a drunk card, did you see that? The law, church, anesthetioner, he said, we search our law, law, law to eat. We are not supposed to eat with people that live their life like this. We must purge out the old level, sinful influences. Because a little level, level of the whole lump. If somebody stays in the church and is living like that, very soon it will spread. Other people will think that that is how to be a Christian. And then we are not telling men to righteousness. God called us to turn men to righteousness. We are turning them to confusion. That is not my portion in Jesus' name. So today it has to do with our calling. Amen. We must seek for the salvation of the people. If you go to the book of Revelation, you will see that there was a church in Revelation chapter 2, the church of Thyatira. That was their problem. Revelation chapter 2, look at verse 20. He said, notwithstanding, against the church, he said, notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest thy woman, Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. And I, I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. The strength to say, Behold, I will cast her into a bed. Is this God talking? Hello? I will cast her where? Into a bed. And them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation. Except they repent of their deeds. Look at 23. And I will kill her children with death. And all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the lands and the hearts. And I will give them to everyone according to their works. So we cannot be more compassionate than the Holy Spirit. Because oftentimes we say, no, let's not do it. No, let us follow them gently. No, this one, if we do it now, maybe they will die. Maybe let them not die. Let them not backslide. We have been talking like that. The God, the presbytery in this church, we have been so compassionate. And we have become more compassionate than the Holy Ghost. Enough of that thing. I have repented before the Lord. And I'm promising that I'm going to obey his word. No more compromise. Are we together? So this church had that problem. Tendency to tolerate sin, tolerate unrighteousness or unbiblical teaching. And they kept doing things. If you look at that same chapter 2 verse 14, you see one of the problems they had. False doctrine. Look at verse 14. 
He said, I have a few things against you. Because thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel, and to eat things sacrificed unto idols and commit fornication. Hallelujah. Anywhere you see people believe that somebody can be immoral and he still has anointing, it's called the doctrine of Balaam. And some people preach like that. They say, no, no, no. And he has anointing. It's only the flesh. Which flesh? The flesh that was crucified together with Jesus that died and rose again a new man? Hello? Paul said, I'm crucified with Jesus. Nevertheless, I live. It's no longer I that live it. But Jesus Christ that liveth in me. And he said, sin shall not have dominion over us because we are no longer under the law. We are under grace. He said, shall we continue in sin so that grace will abound? And the answer was, God forbid. God forbid. <laughs> Father, give us understanding. We cannot put the idol in our hearts and come and seek God and think that God will answer us. Many of us, we are the ones holding the hand of God because of the way we are living our life. We make it th- you think that God is not hearing you. God is hearing. There's waiting for you to correct, to self-correct. Because when you judge yourself, it's better for you. You will not be judged. But if you don't judge yourself, then God will judge you. And he said that at this season, in this great harvest time, judgment will begin from the house of God. Are we together? So when judgment begins from the house of God, then what do you think will happen to those outside? What manner of people are we supposed to be? So we need to self-correct. We need to adjust ourselves. I used to have a family friend, the man of God doing very well in the Lord. That man, I love that man because the way he used to study the Bible, he studied three, four different Bibles. He was a great teacher of the Lord. God was using him. Then after some time, Satan entered to him. He started telling me that he doesn't have a child. He waited for 16 years. I think 18 years, yes. Marriage was 18 years. They had no issue. He said, I'm going to divorce my wife. I said, what happened? He said, you can't divorce your wife. Man. Two of you are believers. You don't have any problem with your wife. What way do you want to divorce her? He said, because she doesn't have a child. He said, there's no scriptural backing for that. Is there any scriptural backing that said that because the wife didn't have a child, she should divorce her? There's nothing like that. The only condition for divorce is what? Adultery, fornication, and even that one, there's forgiveness. You must say 70 times 7, isn't it? Uh huh. So it's not that uh, you just jump up and say, uh, hey, I've already caught her because some of you are looking for excuse. 
when she has done it. Sometimes we didn't even catch her. We had it in a dream. You yourself that dream the dream need deliverance. Hello? You come to me, I'll first put you on program. To sort you out so that we can determine whether the dream is really from God <laughs> or something <laughs> or from somewhere. She said that I don't understand. He was I was talking to this man. I was preaching to this man. We kept talking. I kept praying for him. He said, marry another one. I said, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. He said, oh, God called man originally to replenish the earth. I said, we are not the only one that replenish the whole earth. Some other people are already replenishing the earth. And I said, okay. If you can no longer wait, do adoption. Amen. God will bless you for doing a work of mercy. It is a work of mercy. A child that has no parents, you carry that child, give the child a home, give him hope, give him food, take care of him. You will receive a crown in heaven for that. He's also a child. He said, no. So no, who do that? Huh? How do you test his manhood? I said, huh? Manhood? Is something wrong with your manhood? You know this kind of kid, that is why you no longer think like unbelievers. You should not be conformed to the standards of this world, but be transformed. I said transform. Somebody tell your neighbor transform. By the renewing of your mind. Your mind should work like a Christian. Small time, small time. The devil has set him up and brought one girl for him. He carried the girl. Pia, 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 the girl was pregnant. The music started playing. The family of the girl said, No, we will give you the child until you marry her. He said, No, uh, let me do traditional something to a certain extent. Certain extent where I can collect the child. He told the wife, Don't worry, we will collect the child after small time. Let us uh, get the baby. For where? The girl will go on assignment. You think any woman wants to give her her baby and walk away? The woman tied him very well, packed her things, came to his house. Before you know, plan, plan, she's pregnant, the second one. Plan, plan, she's pregnant, the third one. What has he done? He has married two wives. As I say, now you are a polygamist, pastor, polygamist. He said, no, I have not yet married her. I'm just trying to collect the children. I said, for how many years now? We are still collecting them. We have already been disabled. If you drop dead now, you will land in hell. If you sleep now, you do not look, open your eyes. You will open it inside her fire. And that is when you will know where you are. There is no such provision for a man to sleep with two women. God said, two, 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 two shall become one. In the beginning, God made them male and female. He never said three. He never said four. Two. Hello? Church, am I telling somebody something? Somebody say hallelujah. Even if you don't love me after today, no problem. 
I would have said the mind of God. As it is for the man, that it is for the woman. You cannot move for that man today. You marry tomorrow. You move tomorrow. Marry another. Marry no. It is called official prostitution. Hello. And the last one is that they say, "Iron leather." <laughs> I said, "What is iron leather?" It is called elopement in English. It is not even marriage. Because they say they just see the girl, they just carry her. Just carry somebody's daughter. The spirit of Jezebel. Hello? I say spirit of Jezebel. That does that. Spirit of idolatry. Jezebel is a spirit. No, when we call Jezebel, some people think that it is a, a, a human. No. It is a demon. And it's used in both men and women. Are you hearing me? It's a spirit that is in charge of idolatry, sensuality, physical carnality, flesh, controlled by the flesh, full of the, by the spirit. Manipulative control, witchcraft. That's what Jezebel ministers. Somebody is trying to manipulate another person, trying to turn the and twist the person, to force the person to do what you want. Huh. It's the spirit of Jezebel that does that. Hallelujah. And even if the man is a prophet, listen to me, beloved. I don't care how he is prophesying. Some people say, ah, you know the prophecy is accurate. He's accurate. I say, I don't care how accurate he is. If he has these characteristics, he's still a witch. Hello? First Timothy chapter 1, verse 20. He's doing these things. That prophecy is not from God. First Timothy 1.20 says, Of whom is Humanus and Alexander, whom I have delivered unto Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. Is it in your Bible? Nobody is answering me today. Okay. You know, the billions, when you listen to message, you check, go back and check the scriptures, whether it's true. So you can see a spiritual Jezebel who has great charisma but a manipulative and seductive influence. And Jesus condemned this Jezebel. He said, I will kill her children. I will put her in a bed. She will know that I am God. The freedom to sin does not exist in the church. I say it again. The freedom commit sin does not exist with God. Sin is a reproach to any people. The Bible says your sins shall find you out. So we must reject all spokespersons who put their own words above the Bible. They put their words above biblical revelation. And they state that God accepts within the church sexual immorality and other questionable acts of compromise with the Lord. 
if you tolerate it, some people tolerate it in the church, but let me tell you the reasons why they do. Some tolerate false teaching because of indifference, because they don't have any love, they don't have any love for the church, they don't really care, they don't love Jesus, so they, don't, they are not worried what happens. Some tolerate it because of personal friendships or personal benefits. You know, like in some places, if a big man comes to church, he's building big tithes. Nobody tells him anything. You know, is that not so? You say, ah, this man is a big man. And you don't even love the man. The reason, because he's building big tithes, that's why we should love him and pray for him and correct him so that he can go to heaven. He's giving you tithes and you don't even love him. They don't have the courage to face the person and tell them the truth. I have good news for you. I have the courage. God has given me the courage. And I will not even bite my tongue telling the person straight that this is exactly what you are doing. And you need to repent. Some don't say anything because of desire for harmony, desire for peace, the Lord's peace is at the altar of compromise. It's not the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jeremiah said, the people said, peace, peace, where there is no peace. And God said to me last night, I will judge all such leaders. Hello? If you are a leader, you don't correct it, you don't rebuke it, God will judge you. And I know about to get judgment on my head because of anybody. When I correct you and talk to you, I've washed my hands clean of your blood. It is the work of a leader. Hallelujah. God said he will destroy any prophet. Look at that Ezekiel 13 where he said Who tolerated, supported, or encouraged the idolatry of the house of Israel. Ministers in the church who tolerate immorality. You know that it is happening. You are hiding it. You are comforting the person. You are even defending the person. Then you will be a partaker. Are you hearing me? When you refuse to rebuke persistent wickedness by disciplining people or expelling them from the congregation, you yourself will be considered as guilty as the hypocritical member. In the book of Judges, I want us to read some scriptures, Judges 14, you will see that what happened to there was a man called Samson. A man of God called Samson. In Judges chapter 14, 1 to 3, said that Samson went down to Timnath and saw a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines and he came up and told his father and his mother and said, I have seen a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. Now therefore get her for me to wife. Then his father and his mother said unto him, Is there never a woman among the daughters of thy brethren or among all my people that thou goest to take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said unto his father, Get her for me. 
for she pleased me well. Hallelujah. She pleased me well. How do we say that in modern times? I love her. Is that not so? That's the one I love. It's love. Call it the proper name. It's not love. It's lost. Judges chapter 16. So he kept moving around the past of Philistines and eventually he got Delilah. The ending point was with Delilah. Chapter 16 verse 16 says, And it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death that he told her all his heart and said unto her, There has not come a razor upon my head. There has been ta -ta 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 -ta, a Nazarite unto God from my person. If I be shedding, then my strength will go from me. Ta -ta -ta -ta, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, what happened? She sent, called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up this once, for he has showed me all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came up unto her, brought money in their hand. She made him sleep upon her knees. Say, I will not sleep on the knees of Delilah. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. She called for a man. She caused him to shed off the seven locks of his head. And she began to afflict him. And his strength went. And she said, The Philistine be upon thee, Samson. And he woke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. The last sentence said, let's read the last sentence together. And he wished not that the Lord was departed from him. Let's read it again. And he wished not that the Lord was departed from him. You know, the Lord told me something. He said to me, you know, something is an example of those believers who think that God will remain with them even while they continue in sinful and immoral conduct. The Lord departed from this judge, a judge of Israel, because of his continued disobedience. He said it is possible for the Lord to depart from a persistently sinful person without him or her Realizing it. Hey. And that was the fearful part for me. He was not. He did not know that the Lord had left him. He thought the Lord was still there. You know, many a times when God anoints somebody in the beginning and you walk with God, you grow to a certain level, God is using you, you are seeing miracles, you are seeing signs and wonder. Let me tell you what happens. The channel is already open. Then you begin to live in sin. You begin to be disobedient. The Holy Spirit will quietly move away. Another spirit will take over that channel. But it's not the Holy Spirit. His name is Holy. Capital H. Holy. Holy Spirit. 
with any golden image. The Spirit of God cannot continue to strive, to quarrel, to struggle with the Spirit of man. God is too big to be sharing you with Satan. It's an insult for you to imagine that one minute God will use me, another minute Satan can come and use me. No! He will leave you alone. He will walk away. And the problem is, when he is leaving, he moves quietly. Alone, he goes quietly. And because the person is still seeing signs and wonders, is still seeing prophets, he thinks it's God. Don't know that the anointing is not coming from hell. You go open your eyes in the spirit, you will see the person's anointing coming from the lips. It comes like a smoke. Because dead things are from under the earth. Dead things are from under the waters. Marine spirits will take over. And the person can still prophesy. The person can still see this. But it's not from God. And it will continue like that. How can you tell me a man is a homosexual and he's prophesying? And everybody was saying, was carried away, accuracy, accuracy. He's so accurate. You can see the color of your pants, see everything. You call somebody on phone, give him the phone, pay for the person. He will see everything about the person. But he was a homosexual, beloved. He was doing abomination. Later on, when we investigated him, we found he had another book he was reading that was not the Bible. An occultic book, very big. He opened it with key. And he used to lock himself for three days, fasting and praying naked, reading enchantment from that book. That was the source of his power. And when he finished, when he come out from that fast, you see 50 people line up in front of his house and be giving him money. What is happening? He's charming people. He was using the power of the devil. He was charming people. Let me tell you one thing. All the visions of revelation, they are not blessing anybody. He will see the thing will not come to pass. And even if it came to pass, it was for destruction. The anointing never blessed anybody. All those that sold into the life of that man, into his ministry, God calamity. I was a victim. If I tell you what happened to me, you wouldn't believe it. I needed to be delivered afresh for listening to him. And some people opted to do that, if you the man. They say, the prophecy needs to work. What a happiness. Deuteronomy. Go with me to Deuteronomy 13. I want to tell you what the Bible says. If a prophet speaks to you into iniquity, God said he himself is the one that confuses that prophet. He will punish the prophet. Deuteronomy 13 verse 1 says, If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams 
and given thee a sign or a wonder. And the sign or the wonder come to pass. Hello? Hello? If the sign or the wonder come to pass, what else is spoken to do? And say, let us go after other gods, which thou hast not known, and let us serve them. Even if the prophecy come to pass, are you, are you with me? He said, Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God pleased you. He pleased you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Are we together? God is pleasing you. He said, even if he gives you a sign, and the sign come to pass, but as the sign is coming to pass, he is telling you to go and serve other God. I listen to them very carefully. Sometimes I listen to them on YouTube, and I listen with my spirit. When a man say this, 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 I saw this, I saw that, hey, then, He's not saying praise the Lord. He's saying, My name is this, this person. When he finishes doing the prophecy, he announces his name. You know, that means that the glory is going to a human being, not God. Run away from that place. But we say, You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him. And keep his commandments and obey his voice. You shall serve him and cleave unto him. And that prophet or that demon of dreams shall be put to death. I said, put to death. Because he has spoken to turn you away from the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you out of the house of bondage. To thrust you out of the way which the Lord thy God commanded you to walk in, so shall thou put the evil away from the midst of thee. Hallelujah. You can read the rest to ten. Because this one's talking about even when the person is your mother, your father is a witch. You don't say, Oh, my mama. Then you go and embrace her. He said, they shall be stoned with stones. And because they have sought to take you away from the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage. The person is your brother, is your sister. You go and embrace them. You know that they are witches and wizards. But you say, I am my own. And you are covering up for them. You yourself are a witch. That's why you cannot see anything wrong with it. That's why you are defending it. That's why you are covering it up. You need to repent. The calling of the Lord Jesus Christ is at hand. The sentiment is too much. We are just so sentimental. What's that? Give your life to Jesus and allow your heart to be transformed. In this season, there shall be no sentiments. Amen? I said there shall be no sentiments. 
I no longer know any man after the flesh. I know them after the spirit. It is a season of complete obedience to the Lord. No sell out. I say no sell out. Proverbs 4.23 It says what? It says guard your heart. Diligently. That is the solution. Guard your heart. How? Diligently. Because out of it are the issues of your heart, your life. Guard your heart. Tell your neighbor, guard your heart. Your heart is the one spring of desire and decision. Because in Jeremiah 17, verses 9 and 10, Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Only one person can know your heart. And that person is the Lord. Verse 10 says, I, the Lord, I search the heart. I try the ranks, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. You have to come to a point that you make a resolute decision, a decisive decision to be committed to the Lord and to remain committed to the Lord. Matthew 6 and Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness when every other thing shall be added unto you. Because in Matthew 12, 34, the second pastor said that it is out of the abundance of the heart. Hello? That the mouth speaks. God said, build your heart. I told you that Matthew 5, it says, Blessed are the pure in hearts, for they shall see God. If your heart is not right, if your heart is not pure, you cannot see God. When our desire, our hunger and thirst for God and his kingdom is declining, you notice that your hunger for God is going down. That surrender things are infiltrating and taking over your heart. You need to reevaluate your priorities. You need to honestly acknowledge your lukewarmness. You need to go back to God and wait upon Him. You need to go back to God in prayer and honestly pray for a renewal, a renewed desire for God. And in this case, our heart includes our desire. I'm using the word heart in this context to mean our desires, our feelings, our thoughts. That is, it is out of the heart that come fornication, adultery, lying, covetousness. They all come from the heart and they pollute the man. When you find yourself in this condition, you need Jesus desperately. You need to give your life to Jesus. You need to be born again. 
You need to pray until something happens. You need to pray those things out of you. Whatever be the idol that is taking over your heart, you need to allow God to deal with them. Let's rise on our feet and pray. Don't know. The Lord has spoken to you. No way. We want to pray. We want you to open your mouth and talk to God now. What is it that is going on in your life? I say we are in the last dispensation before we enter the dispensation of eternal judgment. The word of God has come unto us. The things that are written, they are for our admonition. The ends of the world has come to us. We cannot avoid it. God is raising an end time army that will bring Jesus Christ back. Have you been enrolled in that army? Have you understood your calling? Have you even understood who you are? What is it that is a weakness? Is it pride? You know, some of us out here may look very humble, but we are very, very proud. Our hearts are very big like this. And we think of ourselves more highly than we ought to. We need to repent. I want to beg of you, I want to beseech you to repent. Your life to Jesus Christ. Cry out to God, say, Lord, have mercy on me. I don't want to die. Oh, you are at the verge of jumping out of the boat. Something is pushing you. You need to make a name. You want to be known. Give your life to Jesus. Is a spirit called Legata. Takes over the heart of people and makes them feel like that. Lucifer. Lucifer says, You will never be a king in hell, but to be a servant in heaven. Don't be like him. Don't go to where he is. It's not the will of God for any man to perish. Give your life to Jesus. With him. Make a quality decision, a resolute decision, a decisive decision today. I look for Jesus. So day after day, the Holy Spirit I will obey. I will obey the Bible. The Bible says it. That's the final authority. And that settles it in my life. It's 
not the time to negotiate the word of God. It's not the time to compromise the scriptures. It's not the time. Please, I am begging you in the name of Jesus to give your life to Jesus. Because I am telling you the word of the Lord from heaven. This world is upon my road. I am not capable of producing anything like this. God is speaking to you. Because God said, judgment will begin from the house of God. So he said, this time, this is not the time to play games. Because it is only those that do not their God that shall be strong and do exploits. Please, I am begging you. Don't play with Satan. Don't play with fire. You have been doing it before. Please repent. Stop. Make a new time. You have to live a holy life. You have to live a righteous life. You have to be on the side of the Lord Jesus. Because Jesus said, those that are with me are those that will do me. And anybody who is not with me is against me. Anyone who is not gathering with me is country. You cannot be his enemy and your body will be okay. Please give your life to Jesus. I don't even want to have to pray that type of prayer for anybody. I believe nobody will ever make me pray that kind of prayer. But if I have to pray it, you force me to pray that I will surely pray. But today, I am just pleading with you to repent. Stop everywhere you are Stop. We are not allowed to have boyfriend and girlfriend in this church. It's an abomination. If somebody wants to marry you, report. Report to the church. Report to your pastor. We cancel you. Manage you together, we marry. Don't do this unbelieving dating. It's not allowed. It's not allowed. Give your life to Jesus. Use your youth, your energy to find the Lord. Use it to read your Bible, use it to do evangelism, use it to build your life. For a student's body, the more student, do business, do with your work, work hard. Work hard. You must acknowledge your creator the time of your youth. This is the time you have the stamina and the energy to serve the Lord. Use it to serve the Lord. Don't get yourself involved in any criminal thing. Don't go to where you are not supposed to go. Don't steal anybody's thing. Don't be involved in any violence. The days are evil. The coming of the Lord is at hand. Give your life to Jesus. Repent. If Satan is already invading your mind, and you know you need deliverance, you need prayer, you can go behind after service. But if you pray this prayer sincerely, the Holy Spirit is here to shut you out right there. The Lord, I surrender to you. 
the song that sang in the beginning said, What am I, O Lord, that you remember me? Who am I? What is man that God is mindful of him? What is the son of man that God is visiting him? With your life to Jesus. We don't want to lose anybody in this church. We are praying that God will preserve each and every one of us. He will keep all of us from all evil. Pray, pray, open your mouth and pray. Say, Father, have mercy on me. Father, sort me out. Father, separate me. Separate me, Lord. Separate me. Whatever is pushing me, whatever is pursuing me, if it is ancestral covenants, Lord, deliver me from it. Deliver me. Makatai, makatai, makata, makata, mahaya, makata, makala, masanta, makasa, da, mahaya, makata, paya, mahandalaba. Transform the lives of your children. Transform our destiny. Help us, Lord. Forgive us. Forgive us, Lord, in all the ways. We are hurt you. We are sorry. Our hearts, O God. Our hearts. The kind of thoughts we think. The kind of things we meditate on. Have this. When I bring the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. I bring the blood of Jesus. Upon every foundation of our lives and our destiny. The blood that was shed upon the cross of Calvary. Ancient of days, I bring your children to the court of heaven right now. And I ask that you sit and that you open the court to us. Lord, you said, no man should commit any sin, but that if any man sin, Lord, I'm advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Praise for the propitiation of our sins and for the sins of the whole world. Have mercy. Lord, he said, if you confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us, to cleanse us from every righteousness. Have mercy. Have mercy, oh God. In all the ways we are working, disorderly. In all the ways we are wise in our own eyes, in our own concepts. We have our own concepts and ideas. We believe, have mercy, forgive us, forgive us. Have mercy. We come to your presence. Jesus, we say, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired you. That he may seek you like Luke. But I have prayed for you. Is there anyone here, Lord, that Satan has desired? Satan has 
has come to ask permission that you seek that person like me. I pray for them right now. Have mercy. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy. Forgive. Forgive our personal sins, our personal iniquities, our presumptuous sins, our secret faults. Forgive, Jesus. From our father's side, from our mother's side, right back to Adam. Forgive us. Forgive us. We came down from them. All the idolatries, all the fornications and adultery, the spirit of promiscuity that we came out from. Forgive us. Deliver us. Support us for them in the name of Jesus. Support us, Lord. I say, support us. Support your children, Lord. Don't allow us to perish with the world. In the name of Jesus, support us. And cleanse us from all your righteousness. Cleanse us from the effect of the abomination that we may make us free. I plead the blood of Jesus, 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 the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus upon our lives, upon our destinies. I plead the blood of Jesus. Father, support us. Support our minds. Support our hearts. Support our bodies, our souls, our feelings. Support every entanglement in our feelings. Make us whole. Support it in the name of Jesus. All the ministrations, ideologies, principles from the pit of hell. I tear them out in the name of Jesus. Before we rise up, I command the altars. Follow us! 
They are pleaded with you. They are asked for mercy. Show us mercy. Show us mercy. Show us mercy. Forgive our iniquities. Forgive our transgressions. Forgive our abominations. Forgive! And let them be ready to touch. In the blood of Jesus. And you know that they may not. Give us a new heart. Yes, Lord. Give us a new heart. A new spirit. A heart of flesh. A soft heart. A heart that will love you. With all our heart. With all our mind. With all our strength. A heart that will fear you. A heart that will obey you. Give us that heart. Bring transformation. Yes, Lord. I don't care what happened, whether anybody was demonized. Lord, we can pray again. Give us a new spirit, a new heart, a new heart for heaven. We are both shaken by hand that we have a new shout. We both shaken by the May the power of redemption, the power of salvation, the power of deliverance meet us now. Thank you for doing that. 
much more than we can ever ask or think or imagine. Blessed be your name. We give you all the glory. We give you all the adoration. We give you all the worship. Lift your hand with permanence in our lives. In Jesus' name.